Hello and welcome to Talking 24, the health and information podcast from NHS 24. We provide a range of services to people across Scotland from 111, NHS Inform, Breathing Space and Care Information Scotland. In this episode of Talking 24, we're turning our attention to mental well-being. Here we are, and 2021 probably doesn't feel too different to 2020. Now, while we all know and understand why our lives are the way they are, that doesn't mean we can't also acknowledge that it's tough, especially on our mental well-being. These are difficult times. For my colleagues at NHS 24, like the rest of the health and care sector, the past year has been really challenging. And people have been great at letting us know how much they appreciate the work that my colleagues do, the care that they give. It is worth reminding ourselves that people on the front line also need care themselves. So this podcast is as much for my colleagues as it is for everyone in Scotland. The good news is that we can recognise the importance of our mental well-being. It's not something that we need to pretend isn't a reality for any of us. And so in recognising it, we can find ways to cope. Nowadays, there's a range of tools and techniques that we can use to help us. And today we're going to look at one of these techniques, one that more and more people are using nowadays, mindfulness. While we're looking at mindfulness, we'll also look at a song backed by science, which can drop your overall anxiety by a whopping 65%. So stick around to hear more about that. So let's get into episode 11 of Talking 24. Talking 24. A health and information podcast from NHS 24. So mindfulness, it's something that we've heard quite a lot about in recent times, but what exactly is it? Professor Mark Williams, former director at the Oxford Mindfulness Centre, says that mindfulness means knowing directly what is going on both inside and outside ourselves moment by moment. Professor Williams says it's easy to stop noticing the world around us. It's also easy to lose touch with the way our bodies are feeling and to end up living in our heads, caught up in our thoughts without stopping to notice how those thoughts are driving our emotions and behaviour. He goes on to say, an important part of mindfulness is reconnecting with our bodies and the sensations they experience. This means waking up to the sights, sounds, smells and tastes of the present moment. Another important of mindfulness is an awareness of our thoughts and feelings as they happen moment to moment. It's about allowing ourselves to see the present moment clearly. When we do that, it can positively change the way we see ourselves. That's Professor Mark Williamson, a quote from him talking about mindfulness. I bet you didn't know it's actually recommended by the National Institute for Health and Care Excellence um, as a way to, to prevent depression in people. You've perhaps had three or more bouts of depression in the past. And our um, digital service, NHS Inform, has got a range of information and self-help guides on mindfulness and mental health in general. So it's definitely worth checking that out if you've perhaps never heard of mindfulness and, and, and never really thought about it. A couple of weeks ago, we spoke to Tony McLaren. Now, Tony's the national coordinator for our breathing space service. He talks about the COVID-19 pandemic and how it's affected everyone and been particularly hard for those living with mental health issues. He also touches on mindfulness and talks about how you don't need to be a hippie guru, as I put it, to reap the real benefits from it. So, uh, COVID, what effect has it had on our mental health, Tony? Well, that's a good question. I think that over the last few months, 
Uh, we've seen many effects of COVID-19 on the general population. Uh, and I say general population, meaning that everyone is affected by COVID-19. Uh, so for people who had or are living with a mental health difficulty, it's probably more difficult living with that difficulty due to the lockdown and other restrictions. And for people who were living their lives, you know, getting on with their work and the likes, many of them are now in furlough, many of them have lost jobs, and many of them are in a place where the words anxiety and stress are more used in the vocabulary because they are experiencing elements of stress in their life. Do you think it's a good thing that that has been recognised both by the Scottish Government and, and health boards and so on, but by the general public, that that is a likely consequence of these unprecedented times? I think the language of mental health is now much more normal. I think that it may well have been on the back burner for many people, uh, both politicians, governments, health boards or whatever, but there's almost like a parity of esteem now that's crept in that mental health is just as important as our physical well-being. And certainly at Breathing Space, we see a variety of people contacting the service who would have never a thought of contacting a mental health service to speak about distress in their lives. Uh, we've seen in Breathing Space the number of people who are contacting because of relationships, because of stress, because of anxiety. And, and you know, to remind our, our listeners, stress and anxiety are quite different. You know, stress can be dealt with in a, a kind of daily basis. Uh, anxiety is, is more long-lasting and can have really quite severe detrimental effects on our physical and our mental health. Isolation and loneliness is certainly there for people who have had to isolate during COVID-19. Uh, and certainly suicidal thoughts that people may well have, that things are so bad, there's a hopelessness, and they're considering uh, taking their own life. So all those reasons uh, people contact Breathing Space because of the concerns they have. Big and deep question now for you, Tony. Do you think um, the COVID-19 pandemic and the, the response across the country, the lockdown, the restrictions, will change us? I would like to think that societal change happens anyway. Uh, I think that it may well be that COVID-19 is asking, well, if I can use the I statement, it asks me, how do I want to live my life? Do I go back to the way things were? Or are there positives I can take, dare I say it, positives I can take from this pandemic? So the way in which uh, we spend more time together as a family, the way in which we exercise more, the way in which we actually eat meals together because we're all in the house together. I would like to think that some of these practices remain you know, once the pandemic has moved on. But I don't think there's any time for complacency. And I think there's always an opportunity for new ideas and new ways of being so that societal change is continuing in a very, very positive way. Let's talk mindfulness then. And do you have to be a hippie guru to be able to do mindfulness? Well, I suppose mindfulness uh, is taken on board the, the old uh, practices of, of Christianity and Buddhism, where people uh, relied on meditation as a way of um, dealing with any problems that they had. And I suppose we've secularised these uh, uh, particular ways of being 
and come up with mindfulness, which I think is a very, very positive exercise for anyone, for any of our listeners uh, to adopt. Uh, I do not think you have to uh, go out into the wilderness or be in the desert for 40 days or anything like that at all. I think it can be on the bus, on the train, sitting in the office, first thing in the morning, last thing at night, where we just take that moment uh, to concentrate on our breath, uh, to maybe reflect on what has gone well, what has not gone well today. And I think to really take care of ourselves in that special way where we really are concentrating on the moment and being aware of the noises in the room, you know, our breath, as I say, but something that everyone will do so different. So there's not any, um, I suppose, a structure that I would want to say, uh, that you make that structure yourself uh, and it's something that you find to be of benefit. So at the end of any kind of mindfulness session, lasting a minute or two minutes or three minutes, that you feel actually better for it. That's Tony McLaren from our Breathing Space service. In addition to that, we also have a mental health hub, which you can get to by dialing 111. Mindfulness is a big part of the NHS 24 mental health hub. Our colleagues both teach mindfulness and practice it as well. Um, Now that we kind of got a rough idea as to, to what it actually is, let's find out how we can practice it. We caught up with Lisa and Anna, two of our colleagues who work in the mental health hub. They gave us a great introduction to mindfulness, including tips on how to practice it and how it can benefit you. Headphone listening is recommended for this part. Hi, my name is Lisa. I'm one of the senior charge nurses for the mental health hub here at NHS 24. And mindfulness is a big part of the hub. We do it over the phone and we do it as a team every Sunday night and the staff report back that they sleep better that night. Mindfulness is something that you can do anywhere, any place. We first started it years ago um, in the wards with adults that were struggling to sleep at night and we would bring in diffusers, whatever scent they liked, you would put the diffuser on and we would just put relaxing music on and really, you know, that's all mindfulness is. You're isolating your senses and getting yourself to focus on the here and now. A lot of us, especially during COVID-19, are overthinking everything. So it's just to take time out, relax, recharge, refocus. You can get guided meditation. Some people prefer that. And there's lots of podcasts. There's lots of videos. Um, Me personally, I would rather just listen to the music, have my diffuser on and just listen to Marconi Union or wave sounds. It's not prescriptive. It's whatever suits you. Um, in the workplace you can take 10 minutes out and just think about the here and now especially in high charged environments I would definitely recommend for people to try mindfulness I've used mindfulness for many years and I think it's absolutely amazing anyone can do it I'm a mental health nurse and I do it but I would definitely recommend it for you or for anyone you know A lot of people I speak to at first, they think that it's not going to work, but give it a try. Give it a, you know, try it again and and see how it goes. And I guarantee, even just for a couple of minutes when you're driving the car, think about the feelings of your steering wheel. Think about what noises you can hear in the car. This is a very, very stressful time and we're all in it together in terms of the pandemic. 
but even just taking five minutes out for you at that time when you're out a walk we're all allowed to exercise just now so when you're out a walk think about the noises you can hear think about the the you know the trees rustling the wind rustling in the trees that's mindfulness Patients phone us with mental health diagnosis but they also phone us with well-being issues so a lot of our staff will do some grounding techniques on the phone with the patients so if they phone and their mood is up here and they're hyperventilating on the phone you're not going to get anywhere with that assessment so the first thing before you get into your huge mental health assessment is to sit there, tell them to describe where they are, go and get a glass of water, breathe, breathe with them, breathe in for four, breathe out for four and you can hear them relax on the phone. Then once they've done that, you're asking them, where are they in the room? Are they in the living room? So if you're in the living room, can you sit somewhere where you're comfortable? Can you make sure you've got fresh air coming in? Are you relaxed? Are you ready to speak to me now? And quite often their response will be yes, nurse. And then you can ask them, right, okay, I want you to focus. Forget everything that you've just told me at the beginning of the call. Focus just now. Let's talk about the things that you are in control of. So can you describe five things in the room that you can see? And they would describe that. And you're looking for your inroad in. So if they say, and amongst those five things, there's a cat there, for example, that can then be your later discussion once you've done your grounding. So tell me about your cat. Who's going to look after your cat when you're not there? You know, it just brings them in and it reminds them who's important in their life at that particular time. You can also do four, so four things that you can hear. So you really want them to connect with their senses. You can ask them to put a candle on because the next one is smell. So three things that you can smell. Two things that you can touch and one thing you can taste. It doesn't have to be in that order. So you know, it's not prescriptive. It's just getting them to focus on the here and now. Get rid of the thoughts that are coming in, those dark thoughts. Focus on the here and now. Focus on your breathing. It's really difficult to do, but I want you to push those thoughts out of your head. What can you control right now? What can we do in the next 10 or 20 minutes that's going to make you feel better so you're in a better place to then deal with the issues that you think that you have? And quite often at the end of it, they're relaxed. And what they phoned initially with is not as bad once you sat down and spoke. Obviously you're doing your signposting if you need to as well, but mindfulness really brings that person down into focus. You don't need money for it. It doesn't take, you don't need to be clinically trained. You don't need someone to do it with you. Just do it on your own for five minutes. Think about all the things Lisa said to you today and, and utilize them. I guarantee this is something that's going to help just to bring you back to the here and now and take you away from all the stress that's going on and please remember we're here for you as well we're all in it together also one of the things I would recommend going on top of what Lisa spoke about in terms of the grounding is if you type in Netflix if you've got Netflix and you type in the fireplace bring that up and think about all the noises you can hear in that so what that basically is is an old fireplace so think about the noises you can hear, the sights you can see in all the different colours and just even do it for five minutes. It will take you away from what's happening. Life is very, very stressful. So please try these things even just once.
That was Lisa and Anna, colleagues from NHS 24, talking about mindfulness. We hope you picked up some good starting points there. Um, certainly some stuff that I'd never really thought of before. Um, and you probably noticed Lisa mentioned listening to Marconi Union. For anyone that doesn't know, Marconi Union are an ambient three-piece band from Manchester, England, and their track Weightless has been dubbed as the most relaxing song in the world. That's some accolade, isn't it? Weightless was created with sound therapists with the aim of reducing anxiety and tension. Its carefully arranged harmonies, rhythms and bass lines help slow a listener's heart rate, reduce blood pressure and lower levels of the stress hormone cortisol. Dr David Hodgson of MindLab International conducted some research on Weightless and concluded that... Weightless resulted in a striking 65% reduction in participants' overall anxiety and a 35% reduction in their usual physiological resting rates. Dr Lewis Hodgson also said weightless was so effective, many women became drowsy and uh, he advises against driving while listening to the song because it could be dangerous. That sounds pretty powerful to me. You can get an extended 10-hour version of weightless, yet 10 hours online for your listening pleasure. The full study can be found at www.themindlab.co.uk. Check it out, especially if you've got a spare 10 hours. Now, in a time where stress levels are at a premium, it's really important to try and find some time to relax. And this leads us on to our next topic. We have created a Spotify playlist full of relaxing music that's perfect for mindfulness. It includes a variety of scientifically backed relaxing tracks and some of our favourites. Artists include Marconi Union, who we mentioned just before there, Daniel Avery, Moby, Café Del Mare and many more. Now you can find the link to the playlist in the podcast show notes. But if you don't have Spotify, we've also included a list of the tracks so that you can make your own YouTube playlist from that. Have you got any music that you enjoy listening to when you're de-stressing, something relaxing, something calming? Let us know in our social media comments and we'll get them added to the playlist. It'd be really great to hear your recommendations. So that brings us to the end of this episode of Talking 24. Thank you for listening and remember to subscribe on your favourite streaming platform. Till the next time, take care, stay safe.